Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Conversations with Terry Law and Scott Law. I am Scott. And I'm Terry. Glad to be here. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking with uh, Dad's best friend, Ray Bevan, a great Welshman in the kingdom of God. And uh, he's going to be talking about uh, his understanding of grace and how he came to really... Ray is a great preacher. He loves the grace of God, and he loves to expound the grace of God. And he's uh, changing churches today all over the world. He gets to preach in major centers like uh, uh, Hillsong, the music group from Australia. He's good friends with Brian Houston and a lot of other leaders in the organization. And it's... uh, uh, it's a privilege for us to have him. Well, here he's calling right now. Okay. Why don't you answer that? How do we answer okay. that? Okay. Hello. Yeah, I'm here. Good. <laughs> we've just introduced the second program, so uh, we've introduced you. Is that you. better? Yeah, it's better, yeah. Sounds re- really good, yeah. Yeah. And okay. uh, we've announced the fact of your uh, understanding of grace and how God has uh, made you an apostle of the grace of God and... Uh, tell us a little bit of how that message has impacted you, Ray, and some of the things that God has shown you. Yeah, if you can explain the grace of God, you've never really experienced it because it's beyond words. And like I thought that's well said. I was a preacher. That's well said. Yeah, I, yeah, I call it, what I call it, unless you've experienced the gasp of grace, unless it... Uh, the revelation of the grace of God is not something that you that you that you can receive with studying. It's a revelation in the heart, based on um, based on um, you know obviously on the, on the revelation of God's word. And unless you unless you experience the I call it the gasp of grace. It's very much like you know when Thomas. He, he was not there when Jesus turned up in the, mm-hmm. in the room with the mm-hmm. disciples. And mm-hmm. he said, unless I see, I'm not going to believe. So we know the story. Jesus turns up. And, and all he did, all Jesus did was he showed him his hands and his feet. He showed him the finished work. And, and Thomas's response was, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. It, and I call that I call that the gasp of grace. Mm. Um, you know, uh, Ray, um, in, in our ministry, if I can just uh, uh, touch on that for a second, one of the major yeah. one of the major apostles who brought the gospel to Iraq was Thomas, the unbelieving Thomas. Wow. And uh, wow. we have ministered in his churches over there. Uh, he is uh, one of the great leaders. The early leaders that brought the gospel from Jerusalem into Iraq, and he went on from there to southern India, and a lot wow. of the churches in southern India were started by doubting Thomas. He was the man that brought the story of Jesus. In fact, in fact, I believe he has wow. the he built the oldest known church post Christ. I right. think it was AD seventy nine in right. Mosul. In Mosul. And that's yeah. what ISIS oh, wow. ISIS was trying to destroy. They tried to destroy a few years it. ago. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. See, so here, uh, but there's the lesson right there. That the only thing that can dispel doubt is a revelation of the grace of God that takes your breath away. Mm-hmm. 
Um, like I thought I was a preacher of the grace of God. It's very much like this, okay? This is was, was my experience, okay? It's like standing with your standing. Just imagine you're holding a glass of water in your hand. It's beautiful. It's clear. It's a full glass. And for years, I was looking at that glass thinking, wow, look at the grace of God. And then God said to me one day, Nori, turn around. And I turned around and I saw the ocean. He said, that's the grace of God. <laughs> wow. and, and, I like it. And, and that happened to me when I was preaching with um, a guy called Joseph Prince, who has a church in Singapore, um, and has a revelation of the grace of God for, for this time, which is, um, which is uh, amazing. So I'm preaching with Joseph in South Africa. And I'm listening to this guy preaching. And the first, when you first hear the message, the pure, the naked gospel, as it should be preached, like Paul preached, it almost sounds like heresy. Mm -hmm. Because it, and that's why it's, it's been attacked so much in America right now, because um, a lot of, of the American uh, um, churches have been living on law or, or a mixture of law and grace. Mm -hmm. And when you hear the pure message of grace, it sounds like heresy. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, Paul, Paul the Apostle was preaching the naked gospel, and he was accused of antinomianism. In other words, you, 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 were, you were saying, Paul, that uh, when we live by grace, we can just live as we like. So Paul was accused of that. And, and Paul was saying, look, I know it sounds like that, but that's not what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And a famous mm -hmm. Welsh preacher called um, Martin Lloyd-Jones said this, if you are not being accused of antinomianism, then you're not preaching the gospel. Mm. And so, and so mm -hmm. when I heard Joseph Prince, that's what it sounded like to me. Uh, it sounded mm -hmm. like, wow, you can't be saying that. There, there, there are conditions. So, and I remember sitting down, having lunch with him, and I said to him, look, I said, I've got a problem here. You were saying that God's love and favor um, is uh, um, as a result of the finished work of Jesus, and it's got nothing to do with our behavior. And he said, absolutely right. Then I said to him, well, what about Romans chapter 8, verse 1? And he said, what about it? And he said, well, read it. And I read it. Uh, you know, it says, there is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. Jesus, mm -hmm. to those that don't walk in the flesh, but in the spirit. Mm -hmm. So I said, Joseph, you see, there's a condition to walk in condemnation. Mm -hmm. And we must, we must not walk in the flesh in order, um, if we do, we'll walk in the condemnation. And he mm -hmm. said, read it again. I read it three or four times. And I said, I said, there's a condition there. He said, Ray, in your Bible, the second part, Romans chapter 8 verse 1 is it in italics and it was in my Bible I think it, was mm -hmm. it is in my Bible as well yeah and I said yes it is and he said the reason why it's in italics is because it's not in the original the translators added it because it was too good to be true mm -hmm. at that moment the Holy Spirit the only way I can describe it I had the gasp of grace mm. I said, I said, what? He said, read it again. 
as it should be read. And I read it again. There is therefore now. Now is today. It's mm -hmm. next Thursday. It's 10 years from now. Mm -hmm. There is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus, full stop. The only qualification is that we are in Christ Jesus. Correct. That's it. And I, I never, for me, I, I, it was an explosion, a nuclear explosion, the gasp of grace. And I said to Joseph, I said, I'm, we are together now for three days preaching here. The only time you're not going to see me is when you're in the toilet, <laughs> in the shower, or in bed. That's it. <laughs> I'm, I want to know everything. And, and we became very, very good friends. I preached in his church um, many times. And that's what, that's what started me on my journey. Mm. Wow. The, uh, you know, there's, there's several truths that, spun, that spin off of uh, there's therefore now no condemnation to them which mm -hmm. are in Christ Jesus. Uh, yes. Uh, another idea that spins off of that is uh, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus continually and constantly yeah. cleanses us from all sin. We're being cleansed yeah. from sin now as we talk on this program, and we have Correct. an up-to-date cleansing before God, nonstop, yes. all the time. No, nonstop, 24-7, perfect in His sight. Yeah, absolutely, wonderful. Don't, yeah, don't try to work that out with your head, because if you, if you work it well out in your head, you will have to resort to the law to explain it, mm -hmm. and then you're done for. Because <laughs> the strength of sin is the law. Mm -hmm. And Paul said, you're not under law, you're under grace. And so, um, yeah, so it just transformed my life. And that's why, like, I don't know, like uh, at the time of this podcast, we're obviously facing this incredible attack from this coronavirus. Mm -hmm. And what's, what's making me angry is, um, you know, whenever we get an, like something like this hit the planet, we get preachers standing up, quoting Second Chronicles 7.14. <laughs> mm -hmm. If my people, so basically they're saying, you know, if you don't repent, if you don't pray, if you don't be holy enough, if you're not humble enough, then I'm not healing you. So it's like, first of all, we are the, we are the fault. Now the church now becomes the fault for this virus. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and so we get ch ch ev Christians everywhere repenting, of sins of their fathers and everything, right? Yes. And it's ridiculous. The cross has removed the if from Second Chronicles 7.14. It's mm -hmm. not about what we do. It's what he's done. I this like is that. not the time. This is not the time for the church to repent. This is the time for the church to rebuke this thing. Uh, there's, a, <laughs> there's a verse that coordinates exactly with what you're saying out of Second uh, uh, Corinthians 5.21. God made yeah. him, speaking of Jesus, God made Jesus yeah. to be sin for us who knew no yeah. sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. We are made yeah. righteous consistently by the grace of God, and we have that righteousness yeah. right now as we talk. Yeah, sure. And so here's the de right here's preachers thinking, you know, we've got to call the church to repent, and the devil's laughing on his face. Hmm. So here's, here's the church repenting when we should be receiving. Here's mm -hmm. the church repenting when we should be rebuking. Like I'm thinking of Jesus in the, you know, in the boat. He was sleeping in the boat. They were attacked by a storm, like we are attacked by this virus, okay? Right? 
So they thought, we're going to die. We're going down. So they woke him up and he rebuked the storm. Now watch what he said. He didn't say, he didn't say where's your repentance? He says the reason why this, he didn't say the reason why this storm hit the boat is because you're not living right. No, he said, where's your faith? I'm in the boat. Mm. So, so here we have preachers getting the church to look inward Mm-hmm. And 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 while we are looking inward, trying to produce a righteousness so that God will be pleased to stop the virus, mm. instead of instead of realizing, no man, we are imperfect. We don't. We are not. We, you know, if it was up to our conduct and behavior, um, you know, none of us would last. But it's in we stand in His righteousness and we speak to this virus in His name not in our spiritual discipline. Can I, Do you know what I mean? Can I ask you, Amen. Ray, can I ask you right now, Scott and I have been talking on our podcast for yes. se- several days now about right. the, the uh, message in the gospel, the hope in the gospel, in Jesus. And let me ask you a question. If you had opportunity right now, to go yeah. on to go on Fox News or go on a major television program around the world and to speak yeah. to those who are suffering in our nations what would you say I would say this the reason why the church is on the planet is for your benefit and 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 uh, Jesus has given us authority uh, to speak to this thing um, and to rebuke this thing. And I would say, people, those of you suffering, want you to know that we are praying against this thing. We are praying for you. This is not judgment from God. This is, uh, this is from hell. It's a horrible thing. And now the church, um, we want you to believe in Jesus like we do. And that's why we are going to take our place and we're going to pray for you and we're going to rebuke this thing. Amen. I love Amen. it. Yep. Amen. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, it just makes me so angry. So the, I, you know, we have a message in the middle of the coronavirus. We have this message. And you have articulated it very well, Ray. And uh, I, would, I would give you a, an amen on everything you've said. And I would say to those that are listening to us across the U.S. and other parts of the world, uh, God is not dead. God has not been defeated. Uh, God is not, has not left the throne. He is in control, and he is exercising his authority and lets you and I join him and speak about his authority, use his authority to speak to the enemy and everything that the sickness and disease is doing to the nation and believe God for a mighty move of his Holy Spirit. Yes, I mean, look, instead of speaking about the virus, let's start speaking to it. Look, it's... Like I, I, I was thinking the other day, David turning up. Um, the Bible says that the army is fully armed. They were shouting the war cry. Think of this: thousands of fully armed soldiers shouting the war cry. They looked good. They sounded good. But they, but the devil was laughing at them. Mm. Nobody was taking him out. It took a young lad with a revelation of his covenant in God to show everybody up. Mm-hmm. And the church, that, you know, in, in, you know, in, in there's large sections of the church. We 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 are, we are talking about our repentance and and how holy we've got to become and how humble, uh, you know, banging our swords. 
are the ones speaking to the giant. Exactly. So here's one guy who realizes it's not about my armor, it's not about how good I am, but it's 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 the it's the, the it's whom I'm in covenant with. Mm-hmm. And I'm not this giant because of my skill or because I look good or because anything I've done. I'm gonna beat this giant because of my covenant with him. God's gonna keep covenant with me. And he says, I come to you in the name of the Lord, not in the name of my skill or the way I can use this sling. It's got nothing to do with us. Let it's me... not because uh, so it's not because we've repented that God's gonna stop this virus. Mm-hmm. It's got nothing to do with us. Mm. <laughs> Let me let me ask you a question, Ray. What do you think? Yeah, there is this propensity. I like to call it grace plus, you know, grace plus yeah. uh, tithing, grace plus church attendance, grace plus um, dressing up for Sundays, grace plus uh, no drinking yeah. wine, you know, that kind of thing. What what, what is this propensity <laughs> yeah. that we have within ourselves um, as humans to 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 really propagate this grace plus mentality? Well, it's because it's the Romans 8.1 with the added translator. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Yes. It's, it's, it's like we need to help God here uh, because this can't be true. Like, it's like this, right? When the angel of death passed through the streets of Egypt, he was given one command. When you see the blood on the door, push it pass over. Because whoever is in that house, whoever's in there, because the blood outside, that's a statement they believe my sacrifice, not their own. Mm-hmm. Mm. So when the angel would come, he would look at the blood and like, imagine if he said, oh, this is pretty. I want to go inside and check to see who's in there and how their behavior's been. God says, no. When you see the blood, you pass over. Uh-huh. Christianity is not the sacrifice that we make. Yeah. It's the sacrifice we trust. Amen. It's the one that's already been made by Jesus. <laughs> it's grace alone. It's uh-huh. grace plus nothing. Yeah, absolutely. And so why, but why, going back to that question, why do you think we, we, we as humans feel like we need to, to add to it? Like, wh- why? Well, well, because there's a propensity within our fallen, na- in our nature. Like, we, we gravitate towards guilt. Mm-hmm. We gravitate towards fear. We gravitate. That's why we got to preach this because it's just so. It's it's in us. It's like um. It's like a bowling ball with a weight in it. It's a bias. It always goes to the direction of of um, uh, you know, of guilt and condemnation. Right. And and the, you know, that's why you you got to you've got to remind yourself of the grace of God on a continual basis. Mm. Because we know every day we fail. We can't reach that standard. That's but he sure. has for us. And mm-hmm. that's, that there's a bias in us, Scott, mm. you know, to want to give God a hand, to try and, you know, try and bolster up, to, to make us feel good religiously. The message is grace plus nothing. Yeah, period. nothing. Period. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I blame that. Um, th- this is me in my study of history. I. I blame a lot of that yeah. um, on the Western church, like you talked about. It comes from the Protestant work ethic. Um, yeah, I think that, that whole idea um, that was pushed by Calvin um, that you know, championed that the Protestant work ethic. You, you only get what you work hard for. You know, you, uh, yeah, sure. No pain, no gain. Um, and, and that's, you know, it's an individualistic 
uh, mentality that America was built on and they've built a great nation and one of the greatest in the history of the world. But so much of our faith often comes through that cultural lens of, you know, we get what we put in, you know, I'm prosperous because I tithe. You know, that's one I heard recently. I, 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 someone close to me, you know, God's really blessed us lately and it's because we've been tithing faithfully. Um, no, Mm. I said, it's because of the grace of God. Mm -hmm. That's why, that's why you're receiving blessing. It's the grace of God. You're not doing anything right. You're doing a lot wrong. Like I am. It's the grace of God that I'm blessed. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I totally agree. And that's why, uh, you know, like in Romans 10, it says, um, um, they they could they they tried to produce a righteousness of their own mm-hmm. because they were ignorant regarding mm-hmm. the righteousness of God. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, um, you know this is what said. Like then, scriptures like this make sense. Seek ye first um, the kingdom of God and His righteousness, not yours. Mm-hmm. Um, you see, um, yeah, uh, the church has been the church has been a place. For too long, where a guilty preacher has been telling a guilty congregation how to feel more guilty, and you need you need there, there are two elements for religion to work. The reason why religion is uh, succeeds is you need two elements: an angry deity and a guilty conscience, and that's how the church has lived for years. Mm-hmm. A, a guilty conscience realizing we can't reach the standard, trying to please an angry God, mm. and it's a treadmill. Of absolute disaster. Right. Uh, let me just intercept here for a second and say uh, we want you to come back for another podcast. And yeah. uh, I would like you to preach a message on grace, the one that okay. God has blessed in your life. And I would like you just to cut loose and just tell us what uh, the Holy Spirit has told you. And I'd love our audience to to listen to it and let the grace of God do what God's grace will do. Yeah, okay, mate. That'd be great. No worries. <laughs> All right. I'd love to do that. Well, you probably you probably need some rest because it's a bit later there tonight, huh? No, no, no. Fine. I'll be okay. Just give me a couple of minutes to go and get um, my notes, and I'll, I'll do it. No problem. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for being with us this uh, this session. As always, it's yep. wonderful hearing your crazy Welsh voice. And uh, come on. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> love your stories, love your heart for God. And um, I Thank know, you, buddy. I know it's it's well appreciated and received by those listening to us. Thanks again, and right, uh, we'll be talking to you soon. My pleasure. My pleasure. All right, take care. Bye bye. That's uh, that was Ray Bevan, mm-hmm. and uh, dear friend of of Dad's, and uh, really, uh, I don't I don't know that I'd say an expert on grace, but a man who has been tr- truly transformed and has by grace. And has accepted that that reality and has championed it in his ministry, and uh, it's a blessing for him to to hear him share from his perspective. I love it. Mm. I love his his radical understanding of grace, and we need more of that in our lives. All right, well, we're going to cut this off now, and um, thanks for for uh, being with us today. Grace and peace on you all, and uh, we'll be we'll be back soon and talking to you then. Take care. Well, hey, thank you for being with us again, and uh, we look forward to. Talking to you again soon. Grace and peace on you all. Thank you for listening today to the Conversations Podcast with Terry Law and Scott Law. We hope you enjoyed it. This podcast has been brought to you by our sponsor, Terry Law Speaks. 
go to terrylawspeaks.com and be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and many of the other major podcast platforms. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We'll see you next time as we continue to share the love and grace of God with you and with those who've yet to hear.